0: Hey there, chocolate lovers. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, you can find it on our Craft Chocolate TV YouTube channel. Now that we're inside our chocolate cellar, the first thing we want to cover is the right temperatures. Chocolate is happy between about 50 and 70 degrees Fahrenheit, which is somewhere between... um, 10 and 21 degrees Celsius. So this is what you want your chocolate cellar to be at. Ours sits around 65 degrees Fahrenheit and it almost always stays that way. So that's an appropriate temperature. Now, how do you keep it that way? There's a few things that you might want to add depending on the size of your chocolate cellar. The first thing, obviously to make it cold is some type of air conditioning. Now when we were first looking at doing a bigger cellar, you can buy these big refrigeration units, but it can cost you $20,000 or more. All we did was build insulated walls. We did, uh, you can do regular 2x4 walls with insulation bats. Or we did a 2x6 wall on the um, one side that has the, the hot machines and the room on the other end. Now, ah. Uh, oh. One of the things that's really important is we oversized the air conditioning system. So if you look behind me, there's a large split system, AC. This is 36,000 BTUs, which is the biggest unit we could source to keep this room as low as we wanted it to be, which is the mid-60s. If you do a smaller chocolate cellar, all you need is a closet. Insulate the closet and put a window unit, a window AC unit, right in the wall. Just cut a big square hole, slide that thing in there, and turn it on. You don't want to turn it on to its max cold necessarily, because it may freeze over. So you got to find, well, (laughs) find the right AC for the job, but this is a little tricky, and make sure you clean the filters do this often because cocoa dust has a way of traveling everywhere and clogging air conditioning and I would say this is one of my most challenging jobs within the entire chocolate factory maintenance program is just taking care of the air conditioning systems and it's always been that way. So clean the filters regularly, wash them out if you have to, but you really want this on 24-7. You need to make sure your ACs are working properly. So that's the ACs. Now the next thing, dehumidifiers. Because we've expanded the size and scale of our uh, chocolate cellars, we have two uh, dehumidifiers going all the time. So we've got two large AC systems now as it's expanded, and we have two dehumidifiers constantly pulling moisture out of the air to keep the relative humidity below 50%. 50% or lower? Fine we've had horror stories of when relative humidity gets too high and all of a sudden all our sea salt bars have uh, pulled moisture onto them becoming because salt is very hygroscopic it pulls moisture right out of our sealed package and every single bar has water droplets on it which means we unpackage every bar try and dry them off and repackage them if possible otherwise dry them off remelt them and start over you don't want to do that We've had that happen multiple times with thousands and thousands of bars. So you want your relative humidity low, especially if you've had inclusions that are hygroscopic. Insulation. Originally, all we did was go to the hardware store and you can buy these rolls of silver-looking insulation bubbles. And you just roll that right on the walls, you staple it on, and make sure you tape all the seams. That worked great actually when we had just a window unit in a closet. Had no problems as long as we cleaned our ACs and filters. And now what we've done is we've added foam panels that you can get from somewhere like Home Depot. R10 insulation which is the thicker stuff which makes it harder for uh, heat to come in and keeps cold in uh, more than say R5. And that has worked really well as we've learned how to build chocolate cellars moving forward. So on the other half of our chocolate cellar, we've got big foam panels that we just screwed right to the wall and then taped the seams. And then we keep all our cold air in. Now seller management, this is something that is constantly evolving as we grow to suit our business size. Some of the easiest ways to do this are to come up with standard box sizes. So what we tried to do is after we flow wrap our bars, we would have somewhere around 100 bars in the boxes. That way when we go to count, it is very easy to just count boxes and know there's 2,000 bars here and there's 3,000 bars here. The other thing is we started having a printer print a bunch of stickers so we can put on the outside of the boxes before we flow wrapped. So we have, this is Mililani. This is our 70% Mililani bar, my favorite. If you've never tried it, you've gotta try it. It's some of the best chocolate you'll ever taste. Okay, this is the batch number, 3055, and then the best buy date. This tells us everything we need to know moving forward for when we take this bar. And put it in the exterior package to make sure that we have the right date line up. Because you want to make sure you don't have two different batches mixed together and the wrong stamp. And this is for traceability. As you grow, you need to have some type of recall policy with stores like Whole Foods and chain stores. So that's a good tip. First in, first out is the common expression that you'll hear. That's pretty much it. If you guys have any questions that you would like Craft Chocolate TV to cover, please write us and let us know. We are looking forward to doing more of these in the future. Thank you so much for watching. Aloha. See you next time. Hi, guys. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd appreciate if you subscribe and give a review. This helps other chocolate lovers like yourself discover the podcast. Thanks for listening and have a great day.